Hey everybody, welcome to the episode 11 of the Rediscover Geek Podcast, where we talk about all things that we loved growing up that got us into what we are today, where we're at today, and influenced our lives to everything. I'm going to get better at that. I am joined here, <laughs> I am joined here as usual, by my buddies and my good friends, Caesar and Anthony. How you guys doing this week? We're a day late. Hey, yes, we are a day late, and that was my fault. <laughs> First off, uh, let me uh, excuse myself for all the extra echo that you guys might be hearing. Uh, I'm in a new office here today. Um, but yeah, as far as my fault goes, uh, it was my fault yesterday. I was celebrating my niece's birthday, so had to cut the show yesterday and push it to today. But anybody that's watching right now, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Anthony, how you doing? You seem a little quiet. I wasn't sure if you're muted or not. <laughs> Doing all right, getting over the hump. <laughs> damn it! Because uh, <laughs> you guys weren't right. We were we were chatting about this before we went live, and everybody considers like hump day is Wednesday, and I was complaining because it's not really hump day for me. It's the start of my work week, and so I hate when people sit there and like, oh man, thank God it's Wednesday because that means we only have two more days before the weekend, and I'm like, eh, I still have five days until the weekend. So Why do you hate it so much, Caesar? I just hate the term. It's just ugh, hump day. I was like, I, I don't know. I just don't like the term. It's, it's, you're it's, you're coming down the other side. I guess. Yeah, you're going. You're going over the little hill. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I, uh, I just don't like it. But uh, <laughs> I would assume your hump day is what Friday, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Friday's my hump day. Right before the weekend. <laughs> it just sounds oh. so bad. Okay, <laughs> cool. Not. Have a good Have a good hump day on Friday. <laughs> wrong <laughs> all right um let's get into this um there's a lot uh last episode obviously we talked about we touched on all things xbox and san diego comic-con and that kind of ate up like all the time we didn't get into any of the news we didn't get into any headlines that happened the last two weeks so this this episode is very news driven because a lot has been going on and i'm going to start off with a very beginning or not very beginning don't know why i said that i'm going to start <laughs> i'm going to start off with something that just happened very recently and it's been something that we've been discussing on multiple episodes. Um, yesterday, Mulan, Disney announced that Mulan is going to be released on Disney Plus on September 4th. So it is the first major motion picture that's going to get an online like digital release. And I'm super stoked about it. What says you guys? <laughs> Why are you super stoked about it? Because it, 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 it's, like, it's that experiment. It's like we finally seeing what a studio what 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 it will do like what will happen if a studio yeah. releases times, a big budget film times are a changing that's what's gonna happen yeah like it it could change like if it's successful it could change the whole industry like think about that i'm if i'm honestly I, i'm excited uh i'm excited because you know like you said jansen is uh we've been talking about this for several episodes now is who's gonna cave who's gonna be the first one to pull the trigger on this and shockingly, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting Disney to be the one, but man, they are pulling the trigger and they're putting a trigger with Mulan. And that's a movie that I was very excited to see. So the fact that it's finally coming out, what, September 4th, um, I'm excited. The only thing is that price point, man. Price point, uh, I was going to ask you. Um, <laughs> it, it's a little pricey. Yeah. It's what? $30. You guys are crazy. I don't get this bucks. whole thing about the price. It's thirty. Bucks. Why is it's everybody going nuts over twenty nine ninety nine? Because I think when you when you think like 
I, I think it was kind of built into people's heads because um, like a lot of the movies that have done this, like the smaller pictures, did that $20 price mm-hmm. point, right? And so $20, you're like, okay, that's like the equivalent of two matinee passes. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers are so I wasn't, I'm I wasn't even including the. I didn't. I, I don't. I do not mind the 1999 price points. I felt like, okay, you know what? That's decent. I would pay 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Now we're getting into the realm where I feel like I could own the movie for that price. I'm just gonna pay to rent it for that price, and I'm only gonna have it. What I think it's only 48 well, no. hours. No, they came out. Didn't they say you you were gonna have it permanently? Oh, you oh. buy it for 29.99, you get it permanently. Oh, I actually didn't. At read least that. I thought that that's was a rent. I thought. That's what I thought. I'd heard their follow-up to the announcement. Let's double-check. Yes, okay. That, I didn't actually hear that. that. Yeah, I didn't see but that either. But see, I'm actually... I, I joke around because I'm actually on your side, Anthony. I think 30 bucks is fine. I want to pay for it. Now, Tasha will not let me buy it. She said that there's no what? way that we're going to get it. <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? It's the equivalent of all of us going to the movie together. She's like, it it's is a movie. less than you yeah. all going together. Yeah. So... Oh, Limit Break came in with uh, some facts on that. You get to own it, but you have to keep Disney Plus. Uh, obviously, you got to keep it to. to well, yeah. To so, it so it's like PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Okay, you, so once you, you once game, you get it on on Disney Plus, you, you unlock it. As, you unlock it, and you can watch it as many times as you want. So that, what if I were like to a wait? That's like a deal. What? Okay, so here's oh, a, here's a question. Here's a question now. If I weren't to rent it. Let's assume a year down the road, it just releases on Disney Plus. What happens there for the people that purchased it? Does it mean anything I mean, at that you, point? No, I mean you just got it early. Yeah. Okay. Like so you're, you're, you're just year paying down. to get it early, you're, and you're, you're paying, paying to, to be like early. a first okay. adopter. Yeah. I actually thank you, Limit Break, because that actually um, is an easier sell to my wife now. If I could sit there and say <laughs> that we can watch it multiple times. <laughs> Because I have, I bought Disney when Disney Plus. I got like the three-year founding members plan, so I have it for like three years, well, two more years now. So I'm gonna, I, I love Disney Plus, so um, I have no problem with purchasing thirty bucks now. Um, I didn't this, have a problem beforehand though. This whole pricing thing is really funny because we've become such whiny little <laughs> children because. Netflix has ruined our it's it's a buffet. You pay you pay X amount every month, you get all you can eat. And so yeah. we've been conditioned to expect everything for free. I'm fine with that condition, and, man. <laughs> but this but, but again, I think we keep forgetting that this was presented as being one of the big blockbuster movies that you would experience in the theater because of the the change that we're living in. It it's not a bad deal. I don't. I don't see why this this price point is is being is being such. It's it's interesting because there has been so many arguments on both sides. There's been a lot of, you know, theater theater exhibitors are freaking out because it's kind of pushing them yeah. to be almost irrelevant. <laughs> the studios and I actually wasn't surprised that Disney was the first one to do it because they're losing so much money from things. I was actually going to say that because they had to balance out the fact they did their, their conference call yesterday or their finance call. And that's when yeah. they announced it. And 
I, I think it's because they lost like three billion dollars on theme parks. Like they yeah. have to show some like good news. And what better news than saying like one of your biggest pictures of the year is going to be released on Disney Plus on your streaming platform that you have 60, I think they announced like 62 or 63 million people have now or subscribed to Disney Plus. So it's only going to draw more people into it because people have to get Disney Plus in order to get Mulan. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, yeah, I think they had to do it. And I'm glad, I'm glad they did it because I think, it, like I said, it could really, if it works, like just think of like the domino effect it will have. Mm-hmm. Like there's still going to be movies like Tenet will never, Christopher Nolan will never release that. On, well, yeah. He's online. Be one of the sticklers. But yeah. again, it's like we have to think too, is if $29.99 I think is a great price point because if you average it with a family of four, that's a no-brainer. At least I feel yeah. like that's the steal for them. Yeah. And then even lower than that, you have to think too, they have to kind of gauge it. it and again, they're, they're, they're also experimenting too. They're trying to find out what is the price that we can hit that people are willing to pay, but then they're still feeling again in value. Like the, the number, if you just get 1 million people to do that, that's $29 million that you were recouping off a movie that you would have made yep. nothing. But obviously for Disney that they want higher because this is a movie. I mean, they they, they're, they're planning. Billion. Yeah. The billion dollar film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, it, it is interesting. And you know, if a Disney, like they've done market research, they've done focus groups. They've, they focus group that price point. I think 30 bucks is probably the price point where most people were like, Oh yeah, I could do yeah. it. Um, I just so think even if like we get the, 10 million people based off because they have what 57 million that subscribe to Disney Plus, uh, which because there was another thing they said they had already hit their five close to their five year goal in eight months. Eight months, yeah. It was like 63 or 62 million or something. So like even that. if you hit 10 million pe- people that buy this movie, you've recouped the cost of the movie itself, the 200 million, not including any any of the promotion and all that stuff. But you've recouped the money just from the movie itself. Yeah, and just, I, I think you just think of the um, uh, the money they're saving on, like their marketing campaign is probably, I mean, they're probably going to be doing like a robust marketing campaign online, but they don't have to do any of the outdoor stuff. They don't have to do any of the, like the normal type of marketing that pictures usually do. So. But I'm interesting, like for Caesar, like why, why was the $29.99 kind of a, why was that price? What was it's... it about that price that felt too much? It was just more of the fact that I was expecting a 1999, uh, just mm-hmm. like I saw the other ones. But like Chris said, you know, there were a little bit much. There were there were smaller films uh, in comparison to Mulan. Mulan's a big blockbuster. This was going to be one of the biggest blockbusters of the year. Uh, but yeah, it was just more of the fact that the 1999 was just stuck in my head, and I was looking forward to mm-hmm. this coming out 1999. When I saw 2999, it just like whoa, kind of you know. Uh, set me back a bit, but thinking about it now, it's still cheaper than me going to the theater. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's still twenty nine ninety nine uh, compared to at least forty dollars if I were to go by myself because I'm still gonna I'm I'm gonna purchase a fourteen dollar ticket. I'm still gonna buy my popcorn, my soda. That's at least forty bucks. So twenty nine ninety nine, I get to watch it here with with uh, with other people. Um, you know, kind of split the cost if we want to go that route, but. We don't have to spend any money on food. Twenty nine ninety nine is not that bad. And uh, to limit breakers' point, uh, if it's something that we get to unlock early and rewatch over and over and over again, pff, I'm sold. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what really was like kind of the, the kicker was like, wait a minute, you actually get to, to have it. And like you said, you can watch it over and over again. That, that seemed like a no brainer to me. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I mm-hmm. thought it was like a one-time thing. And so I was like, okay, I could see where people, but I'm, I'm, I've never been like the $30 price point didn't scare me away. I wanted to do it. Tasha's the one that was telling me that I couldn't do it. Um, I would, I would have wife one of the bus. Yeah. She, she, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but I, I think now that knowing that, that you, you get to keep it. I mean, that's, that's, that's a win. I'm excited. Can't wait to see what happens with it. Do you, so what do you think? What do you think is going to be over under? I think it will make. I'm going to go with $668 million. I'm going to write that down. Ooh. $668 mil, huh? Wow. $668 mil. Because you also have to think, there's no competition. There's yeah, no, they, they don't have to compete with any other releases. Yeah, it's a family no, film. Everybody's going to like looking for something new. Yeah. Like, Cause they're, they've all binged out of Netflix and yeah. everything else. I mean, I'm going down, we'll get in late, later on, but I'm like watching shows that I never thought I would be watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll touch on that. For the end. Um, cool. So yeah. You so think I'm that'll just, be opening weekend. You think that'll be 600 or will it be a week? No, I think that will be like the duration of like a month or whatever. Oh, okay. When they accumulate how many people purchased it, it will come out to be like six hundred and sixty-eight million. Is my my guess. What, what's your guess? I'm gonna keep it lower than that. I'm gonna give you a nice rounded number, five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep these. I'm writing these down. Interesting. Probably lose this. But what do you what do you got there, Anthony? Well, I was playing super conservative. Like I thought, if they can just get ten million, wow! So about roughly like three hundred million. I I think that they would probably, yeah, because I, uh... or it could go fifty fifty. It could be like out of the fifty seven million people, half of the people could get it, and half are just still turned off by the by the price. And the break is calling a huge flop. All right, limit break is gonna really? limit break. Give me That's a number, and I'm gonna write this down. And when we find out, I'll talk about on how wrong you're gonna be. Well, we a already know limit to, break yeah, is which... not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna help his cause. <laughs> cool, he's he's mine. Like he's just thirty dollars. Um, I got it. Yeah. All right, Anthony, you didn't give me a total. What are you What are you doing? So we can move on. We can't move on until you give me a number. 300 mil. 300? Oh, man, you're mm. going like... I would think that Disney would think that's a bomb. So that would be a flop, I think. 300 million would be a yeah. flop. So you're yeah, I think, I, think, I think they're really shooting for kind of what you're thinking. Half a mil or half a billion to about 600, 600 yeah. mil. I think so, they would really, really... I think they would actually be really pleased with that if they can pull that off. Because then, 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 too, that gives them... The ability to play around with the other big temples. All right, limit break says a hundred mil. Oh, we got enforcer CBB chiming in as well. Breaking is, even. Mm. I'm writing these down. So break even would be what two hundred? It's budget two hundred million. It's budget two hundred, right? Yeah, I think it's budgeted for two hundred million. Cool. All right, I got these numbers. I'm gonna call you guys out. Um, if you guys win. You get nothing. 
But if you lose, I just call you out because that's just fun. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. So there's a lot of uh, obviously that was like the big news that just happened. But there's a lot of like uh, like gaming and TV, more TV news that have come out this week. Um, one of the things was the Splinter Cell uh, was announced as an animated series that's going to Netflix. Um, picked up for two seasons already, 16 episodes. Wow. And it's going to be written by the writer of the John Wick series, Derek Colstad. Is that Colstad? Colstad? Yeah, sounds about right. Colstad sounds good. It does sound good. <laughs> it actually does sound good. <laughs> Ice cream sounds really good. Oh. Um, but, you know, I thought that was, uh, we've been, we, we were talking about when the next Splinter Cell game is coming out. And then all of a sudden they announced an animated series. So do you think the animated series is like, does that mean that we're going to probably get another game here soon? Or they're going to make an announcement soon? No. I don't think no? so. No. No. Not, not, not Splinter Cell, no. They've got too many other like stuff they're working on right now. But usually they like combine stuff with... Like an anime series, like when you had like Cyberpunk, they announced like the Cyberpunk game, then they announced they've announced the comic book, then they announced the animated series. Like it would make sense for them to kind of group everything together. So, I don't know. I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about an animated Splinter Cell, but uh, yeah. I, I, we kind of touched on this yesterday. Where I don't know how I would feel if it was live action either, because I kind of feel like there's plenty of shows similar to that. Um, so I don't even know if we really need um, a Splinter Cell outside of a you know a video game. <laughs> I would rather they focus more on giving us another Splinter Cell so I can play it. <laughs> but I'll watch it. I have Netflix. I got nothing going on. I'll watch it. But yeah. am I excited about it being animated? Not too much. But hey, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you, seem too, Michael- like, you seem too indifferent. I, on, I'm, I'm conflicted have have about stronger it. Stance. I really don't. I really don't how, know how I feel because I haven't had a Splinter Cell in quite some time. So I really don't have a strong argument for that right now. But the fact Let's... that I'm getting some sort of... Uh, if it's Splinter Cell, I'm guessing it's going to be Sam Fisher. If I'm getting some Sam Fisher in I my mean, life again, I'll Fisher, be okay right? with it. But And it, it, it he has to be Michael Ironside. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, Michael Ironside. Right? Right? It has to be, right? It has to be. You imagine who, who, who can else who else can voice it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I actually kind of I, I agree with you on the animated thing. Is um, there's like I was trying to <laughs> I didn't I didn't do any research. We could make a statement. <laughs> <laughs> this We're is gonna be good. Of, like, Say that. Don't throw yourself under the bus. I, I'm gonna throw myself. I I don't do research. I'm not very bright. I have a problem with words. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, he cuts his own hair. I cut my own hair. I cut my own hair. I think it looks good. Told that I could like steal someone's lunch money, so that's pretty cool. Um, Never had like a tough guy look. I don't really think I look tough, but um, uh, but I I, yeah I agree. I don't know if I necessarily want it. I I don't I don't know if I want it as an animated series. I I feel like there's a lot of like adult animation now has become like it's it's making its up curve again. And I think that they're just hopping on the adult animation, like bandwagon. I wouldn't really, maybe not like a bandwagon, but um, but it could easily like Splinter Cell is like one of those games that could easily translate it into like a TV series, and I think it like a live action, and I think it'd probably be better suited for live action, um, because it's 
yeah, like animated to me is like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I, see, I agree. I don't know the, if I necessarily want to see the, the problem with me. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The story might translate well for a live action or maybe even animated. But the appeal of Splinter Cell when you're playing the game is you're hiding in the shadows. You're trying to figure out ways to take out these goons without them seeing you. I didn't like playing the game. <laughs> That's what I loved about the game. You know, I love those type of games. I love sneaking up on people and uh, getting on from the from from behind. That's uh, giggity. Um, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't see how that's going to translate well into either animation or live action. It's it, again, the story, I guess, but now you have another, you know, what is that? Jack Ryan. That's basically what Splinter Cell is going to turn out to be because you can't really take all of that spy, you know, hiding in the shadows, ninja, like Sam Fisher and put it in the TV show. It's going to be too boring, in my opinion. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out. Just make another game. Oh yeah. Well, it is created <laughs> by the same guy that created Jack Ryan. So it is very much another Jack Ryan. Well, there you but go. But it's not. We had this conversation yesterday. Jack Ryan's like an analyst, like a, a CIA analyst that gets sent into the field. Sam Fisher is like a special forces person that goes in. Yeah. So, so now you're just going to take Sam Fisher. And you're going to take that special forces and you're not going to keep him in the shadows. You're going to have to expose him. He's going to have to be more of a badass than, you know, that ninja like character that we all know so well. I, I don't see it working out for a TV show. I don't. Man, it's so harsh. I'm, I'm just so being harsh. real. Like, uh, but then again, I'm not saying that Disney's doing this, but Disney made Pirates of the Caribbean work. That was a fucking ride. So, hey, surprise me, guys. Please. It's pirates, though. I think we're not giving <laughs> enough credit to, like, he wrote John Wick. And, like, it's he true. lapped John Wick up. So, if he can bring kind of yeah, the same... live action. But I think, I don't think it's, it's, it's very dependent upon whether it's a live action. If it just, it's a really entertaining and, and solid story. Because you're already basing it off a very solid series. So, if he can, you know... There's 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 an argument to be made that if you can adapt it very well, then it really doesn't matter what medium it's going to be in, as long as it has that sort of it, it captures you in in a way that is exciting and kind of appealing. And probably because they went animated, probably it might be because of the COVID. You know, they might act. They can't really can't really do a, a live action. Yeah, you know, Splinter okay. Cell. But you I mean, could, yeah, I, I imagine it's probably been in the works for a while, though, before COVID. Yeah, but I imagine that it's always been like some version with animated. They discussed like live action early on, but decided to move to animated. And it would be cool to find out, you know, if he's coming at it from like, like as a fan of the series, because I'm sure that that could actually make it even much more. It might be a, like a pet project of his that he's finally able to get off the ground. Yeah. And it could be. You know, tends to be sometimes if those creators that have these pet projects that are really super into the into the into the series or the material, they end up doing a really good job with it. I mean, if you look at like look at some of the best comic book shows, TV series that have been made, like Preacher, The Boys, all I mean, it's Seth Rogen, but he's just so passionate about yeah, yeah. they've been passionate about the source material. So yeah, no, I'm I definitely will watch it. Um, I just agree that I I agree like I don't, I don't know if I, I'm gonna enjoy it as much if it's animated. Um, we'll, well find it, out. Well, it depends on the yeah the animation style, but I, I I personally haven't seen a lot of animation that's 
like even the adult animation that's really been exciting to me. So it'll be interesting to see if this actually turns it around. Yeah. I'm curious if it'll stick like anime-ish or if they'll go more of the... Um... Yeah, that's another good question is what's the art style going to be? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it'll all be based on the art style if yeah. I'm going to like it or not. If I don't like... If an animated show and I don't like the art style, it doesn't matter how great the story is, I'm going to just have a hard time watching it. Um, Forces oh. TVB brought up uh, a Sneak King. <laughs> That's another great uh, uh, spy game, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever played that. That was a stupid mm-hmm. game that Burger King brought, came oh. out with, <laughs> where you got to play the mascot and you got to sneak around as a the damn mascot. <laughs> Super creepy. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. And to continue on this train of video games being made into movies or tv series uh beyond good and evil was announced i can't recall is it a movie i, I literally can't remember movie or tv right it's movie right it's a movie who, who cares yeah but just, I don't, just go work exactly. on the fucking game i don't want like, a, a movie you fucking teased us with beyond good and evil 2 two trailers the first one at e3 and then you gave us another trailer and we haven't heard about anything since yeah. And now you're but you're working on a fucking movie. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like it's like uh, George R. R. Martin. He keeps talking about like the last book, but then it never comes out. But then you find out he's like working on all these TV series, and you're like, write the last book of the thing that you became popular for. And this is to your point, Caesar. Like this is why I wasn't upset about the Splinter Cell. Is because there was no like announcement or or work on a game, but we literally got an announcement for the game. What was it? Two years. We found out two years ago, three no, years ago, not. 2017, uh, the first trailer. Yeah. 2017. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then <laughs> you're telling, you're talking about a fucking movie. It's like, this, I mean, we joked cause this, this game, I think has been longer development held than final fantasy 15. Yeah. I, I, right? I don't know for sure. I never played the first game. So, I'm just basing it off of the trailer, like what I've seen for the second game. So I don't know if it's good or not. You guys said it's a good game, so I'll take your word for I'm it. I'm confused. I don't know if uh, is uh, Enforcer's TVB. Are you still on Splinter Cell? Or are you talking about Beyond Good Evil? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused by what's going on on, uh, on the chat right now. But yeah, I, I don't want to talk about this yeah. Beyond uh, Good and Evil movie. I don't care, even if it's a movie or if it's a TV show. I I don't care. I want the game. Talk to us more about the game. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. How was that? You could have kind of put a point on it. I don't, I don't really have anything to add to it. I just maybe, to maybe, maybe they'll talk oh, about it on, uh, on a state of play. Maybe they'll bring it up then. Yeah, that was the next thing. The state of play. Um, play. PlayStation announced state of play on August 6th. Wait, wait, that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday. That's tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. What a waste. <laughs> Who cares about upcoming PlayStation 4 games? Nobody. That's that's the problem. They're all coming to the PlayStation 5. Or wait, you can actually play them on the PlayStation 5. Who cares? That's that's my big complaint. I mean, there it's just rumors right now. We don't know what they're going to be talking about. I really do hope they give us a little bit more information on the PlayStation 5. But as of right now, these rumors seem to be very strong about them not touching on the PlayStation 5. Well, I don't know. I think they did. They did come out and say that, please, their, their official Twitter and their official blog was saying, 
do not expect any major PlayStation. Wait, no, we are not talking about fair. release oh, or okay. price. Like, why would you even do that? Like, yeah. you 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 did your your reveal, and it got pretty good praise, and everybody's high on it. So then the next thing that you're gonna do is something that has nothing to do with the PS5. They're still wait. I think they're still waiting for Microsoft to make the first move. <laughs> like they're playing chicken. They, they both are. They both are playing chicken. But I think to your point too, I think you mentioned it the other day, was they really don't care in the sense that they don't have to announce anything. They know that people are going to like it and they're going to get yeah. it. So they know there isn't really, there no, there's no big incentive for them to actually announce the, the price and the release date when they want. I wish somebody yeah. why, just... why, why? There's no, well, there's no incentive for them to say, okay, tomorrow we're going to announce it's going to be released this at this price, because then, then Xbox can come out and say, Oh, we're going to have this mo- What was it? The project, uh, their low end project rumored. Like there's a, there's an actual model that they're rumored to say that's going to be an actual inexpensive model to the series X. Oh, really? Yeah, it's supposed to be the Series S. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or something. <laughs> they're going, they're going, yeah, I, and it's supposed to be, number, like yeah, it's supposed right to be super inexpensive. And uh, so, so are, are, but you guys are still going to watch State of Play tomorrow, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they know you're still going to watch it. Like Exactly. They know, they know it. They know you're still going to watch it. I mean, we it. still want to know. I still play the PlayStation 4. I just wish we had more information on the. Honestly, I'm tired of this plain chicken shit. I yeah. wish somebody would just come out with it already. We're in PlayStation. August. We're on the back half of the year. Yeah, like. PlayStation or Xbox. Somebody grow some balls and just come out and say, this is what we got. This is when it's coming out. Here are the prices. Believe in your brand. Brand loyalty. Exactly. Rely on that. Stop playing chicken. If you chicken. have the better product, it doesn't matter what your price Jesus. point is going to be. Yeah. Amen, Caesar. I'm yeah. tired of it. Like, just... oh, we got to come in at more or less price. It's like, fuck, if, you're, if your system is better, fucking who cares what price it is? Absolutely. But maybe they don't think their system is better because everybody's saying the <sighs> Xbox X is better. Well, you already got me saying that I'm playing the PlayStation 5 and I'll get the Xbox Series X later down the road. So PlayStation, exactly... I mean, how do they... What Limit Break right said is the holiday season's right around the corner. That's what I was like. That's my concern is... Especially now in COVID world where you have so many people like mailing. We've talked about this, mailing the people out of work. Um, people are already like purchasing like Christmas gifts because they're, they're getting funds mm. now because they're like, okay, I have money now. I may not have money in two months because uh, unemployment's going to run out or whatever, um, whatever situation. Like they need to start giving people time to plan for the holidays. Now mm-hmm. they're August. Like it's crazy. It is August. And, Christmas is going to be like the holiday season is going to be right around the corner and no one knows how much they're going to have to save up for this. No one knows when it's going to come out. Um, yeah. And, and the only from... benefit of the doubt I'll give them is production because even Apple is saying that their iPhone, their new iPhone is going to be delayed. And if fucking Apple is saying that they're having supply issues, then I'm sure Microsoft and Sony are the, in the similar boat. So they're, they're really they trying to, to be absolutely. They have to, they're trying to figure out really how much they can actually, they can actually supply, even though their, their targets are higher. What they can actually supply, I think is, is they're probably holding off on that too. 
Fourth or Steve. <laughs> oh my gosh. Coming out. Coming out with the witty zings. Um, it's I, Super I, I, Mario's working on your PS5. <laughs> so as we as we discuss PlayStation, um, because state of play, I'm at, like I've been not you guys as the chat's been saying, as you guys have been angry. You guys are pretty angry today. <laughs> I have not been very angry today. But oh. <laughs> what I'm gonna touch on now is makes me actually really angry is well maybe not really angry oh like, man you just toned it yeah, down <laughs> wait did we finish the state of play or, yeah are we moving on already well did we do we mention like what other announcements could they make for playstation 4 that we don't know about yet yeah what can we what more is there know. to know at the end of its life cycle the ps all, the, is, all mean, the main titles that were supposed to come out are are being pushed at the end of the year so it's cyberpunk. It's it's all the big Ghost of Shishima is already out. Like, what is it that's coming out at the end of the year for PlayStation Four? That's the big reveals, or at least the more information. Or is it just going to be about games we already know about? <laughs> Probably going to be about games we already know about. Maybe they'll show more games. DLC, DLC, buy more to... DLC. Oh my gosh! Uh, that that leads me to my next thing, which <laughs> has to do with <laughs> DLC. <laughs> Is uh, they announced the Avengers uh, game that I, I wouldn't call it like highly anticipated, like although it, it seems to be now more so, which is ironic because okay. it seems like this game is getting a little bit more hype. Surprisingly. Really? Because it okay. was like it, I, it got hard, hard criticism when it was first announced, right? Yeah, that's what like I but I, I still don't see it on the like highly anticipated Avengers. Um, like, I, I, I don't know, like maybe to me, like, I'm not saying like online, the hype around the game. Um, but they announced that Spider-Man, they're going to have a special ex- PS4 exclusive or PlayStation exclusive DLC for Spider-Man. And that makes me like really, really angry. Like, why are you doing, why are you doing exclusive? Like if the game's coming out for both systems, like why are you doing exclusive characters just for one system? I like, mean, that's, that's an easy one because Sony obviously yeah. owns Spider-Man and it's PlayStation. I, I, I don't so. care. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I get, I get why they're doing that, but didn't they announce that there's going to be more exclusives for PlayStation? Yes. There's yeah. a, there's a, there's a few more exclusives uh, because of Spider-Man. Uh, but I don't see a problem with this. Uh, it's just honestly, PlayStation pulling out their their big guns. I just think that like at this point now, no one's gonna be. If you don't own a PS4 already or an Xbox, like you're not you're not you're not getting anybody to move away from the Xbox to buy a PS4 for a DLC. Of we don't know that yet. Maybe tomorrow they'll convince you to buy a PS4. <laughs> it's not happening. So it's like there'll be a special branded PlayStation 4. Yeah, and they're gonna do like special branded, like yeah. like the Cyberpunk. Like they have the special branded PS4 Cyberpunk. Like there's yeah. somebody that obviously they make it and people go out there and buy it. But why would you buy a PS4 version of the Cyberpunk? Like now. Now, yeah. It's it's at the end, like both systems are at the end of their life cycle. You should not be doing exclusive content for I, I don't think you should do exclusive content like at this point especially well, if the game comes be being released it's, it's on it's going to be backwards compatible the game we already know the game's going to be you're going to be able to play on playstation 5 mm-hmm. so it's another way for them to say it's an exclusive you're, you're going to get the upgrade for free on playstation 5 yeah I, I still Spider-Man. don't I, I i just don't agree with it it just makes me 
it made me a little angry seeing it. Do you now, make it? Why? But wait, does it make you angry because of the idea of it? Because it doesn't it, bother you because you're getting both systems anyway. Exactly. No, yeah, it actually doesn't bother. I have an Xbox and a PS4, so it actually literally has it no has nothing to do with nothing to do with me. It's more of just the just the um, yeah, just uh, why can't I think of the word? The, the principle of it. There you go. It's the principle of it that you sh- like. There's no reason to do an exclusive only for a PS4 release of Spider-Man, like a character that if your game's being released. They have been everybody. doing this for years now. Yeah. Like I, I get it, but now it's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, like Destiny 2 had um, some items and uh, a few little things that were exclusive only to that that console. And and I, I, I don't Xbox know if... the same thing, too. Like, they've only had certain stuff that's been exclusive. But I don't, I don't, I don't agree with any of it. I, I think if you're releasing something on both platforms, you should just release content on both platforms. Like, unless you're making the game exclusive for one platform, but you're not. You're making it available to everybody, and everybody should have the same access to that content depending on what platform they play. But this is also a way PlayStation saying, here's what we can do, and Xbox can't, while you're thinking it's, about it's getting... Just, that's not, that's, that, there's no reason to say that Xbox can't um do that maybe they just don't won't do it microsoft <laughs> is a hell of a lot more is a is a larger company than sony is by far a larger company than sony and there's, it's not like they don't have the money to like make stuff exclusive i'd like to think that they choose not to maybe i'm being a microsoft apologist here. i think so that's what it sounds like to me it sounds like you're just defending microsoft but in reality... i'm defending everybody that's playing with an xbox and they're not going to be able to play spider-man Everybody should be able to play Spider-Man. Well, especially like you will you be can't able to the Spider-Man <laughs> game. What's that? I mean, you will be able to. You just have to make a choice. <laughs> I mean, like, you already have Spider-Man exclusive to PlayStation, and so if you have an Xbox, Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I had little interest in purchasing this game. Little interest. Until you found Man. out about the Spider-Man deal. No, 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 no. Not oh. even then. Little interest in purchasing this, purchasing this game. But if I were to get it, it wouldn't have been on the Xbox. That was before Spider-Man was even announced. And now that Spider-Man's announced, even if I were to pick up the game, I was already going to get it on the PlayStation. But you're, you're, you're a PlayStation like, four whore. So it's... <laughs> I kind of so like new. that. Yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it has no bearing because you, you just said, just, I was gonna not really going to get it, even with the DLC. Really yeah, it. like you wouldn't have gotten it because you I'm buy everything. I'm just saying the PlayStation. PlayStation, the PlayStation's still the more dominant console right now, and they're proving <laughs> why. <laughs> but I'm saying why. there's people that now aren't going to get the chance to play Spider-Man because they own it because they made the wrong choice. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they had to buy. They had to choose one, and maybe they did make the wrong choice. But they're stuck with that choice, and they're trying to make the best of it because they can't go out and buy a PS4. There you go. You said it they best. Could. They've they been. I guarantee you, anyone that bought an Xbox since the day they bought it, they've been trying to like make it work. They've been trying. <laughs> they've been trying to make it work, and. Either you made it know. work I, somehow, I, or you just committed and bought a PS4. I'm I'm using my Xbox more than my, my PS4 right now. So. What are you playing? <laughs> well, Finn's playing Star Wars. Yeah, he's not playing anything. Come on, we already know that. <laughs> I'm using it for the four. And we all know that you don't finish games, so you're not playing it either. <laughs> I am. We actually, uh, I do play with Finn, and we have finished uh, the Clone Wars three. Thank you very much. Oh, that's awesome. first game I beat in a very long time. 
very long time. Well, Anywho. You should have got that for the PlayStation because there's some exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on Game Pass. I got it because it was free. So it sounds like you're the one that has an issue with the fact that they have exclusive on the PlayStation, but I, 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 have, I, I see no issues with it. I see that they're the most dominant console right now, and they're just putting out another example of why they're kicking ass. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like. Maybe, maybe it's like I, I get exclusives. I get exclusive like full games. I just don't get like exclusive DLC content. I just think that's weird. So that's me. <laughs> Limit break. Uh, the last time he used his Xbox One was to stream Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> oh my gosh! Limit break. Please, some you're not watching because it wasn't there, on PlayStation. A lot that of show, yeah, that are that watching sh- that show. Oh my gosh, that show. I was having a conversation with her stylist and she was, she was, she has it on like in the background. Like she watches it in the background when she's working. And I'm not, I'm not being elitist because I have watched it. So See? I hate people go. that say they hate something, but they haven't used it or watched it. But yeah, that show is ridiculous. Oh man. To me. I say that all the time. Dude, you can't <laughs> you do, you do. You can't, you gotta at least use the product yes. or watch it. And yes. then complain about That's it. That's not true because I could like say that I, I could easily say that I'm not gonna like that product based on what it does. That's fine, but you can't but you at can't least say you're coming I, from it from Yeah. Yeah, you can't say okay. I hate something. For example, um you can't say you hate something that you haven't tried, like food. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, well have you tried it? Yeah. No, then no, how do you hate it? Food, though. If it if it looks weird and I don't like the way it looks <laughs> I hate that food. I'm not going to try it. Because it, it looks weird. You could easily say you hate something. <laughs> what's and what's the weirdest it. food that you eat? That you, that you enjoy? That looks... Ooh, what's the weirdest tough. looking food? I'm curious now. Because I know you I don't, don't eat seafood. I don't eat seafood. That's because I'm allergic. So I, I'm, just, I'm totally lying. I'm not really allergic to seafood. I just use that as an excuse. Oh, Voldemort. Wow. It's better than Kindred. Wow. And the fiance is better than Kindred. Blow. I've never seen it. Now I gotta watch it. <laughs> I mean, Limit, Limit Break's like, right. That it, it's The show is just cringeworthy. It's just like, you just feel awkward watching it. Yeah. It's well, that's ridiculous. like most it's just reality TV people. series. Yeah, it's yeah. like most reality TV. They they suck you in like you know you're watching a bad show but you can't watch you can't turn away. It's the car. It's the car wreck. You can't look yeah, away. Car, yeah, it's the car wreck. You like oh god, it's gonna be terrible. Oh 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 whoa! Do you see that body? Oh, <laughs> like mustard stain on white shirt. Like you just can't. Like, yeah. Limit breaks right. It's a pretty low bar. It is. I think it got lower in quarantine too. I think the TV bar has been set so low. That there's just like things that are becoming like popular that never probably would have became popular if yeah. COVID, if you just weren't running out of con like running out of things to watch. So speaking, I'm gonna, I'm going to use this as a transition to the next topic. Speaking <laughs> of, of to what watch. low? No, I'm not going to say low bar because we haven't seen enough. I'm not going to say low bar. Um, but transitioning, uh, another big news and uh that has to do with new like content to watch is today was the launch of Venn network or Venn TV. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. We talked briefly about it, but essentially um, 
I want to say like G4 2.0, but it's like making it's another network that's 24/7 dedicated to gaming and gaming culture, and it launched today. And anybody watch it? <laughs> I didn't watch any shows. Okay. Did you? Were you able to watch some of the shows? I did. I I watched. I watched from the moment it came on. I watched for about three oh. four hours of it. Um, it was What's on the your, background while I was working and stuff. What's like your that. hot take on it? Um, they do their first show up with a show called The Download, and it's essentially what we're doing here. It's literally just talking <laughs> news. Well, I mean that's um, that's a, that's basically what it is, right? It's uh, it's it's the next level for streamers, right? Because this is a network for streamers by streamers, basically what it is. Because yeah, I see I see most of that talent, most of that talent that I saw, or based on like the trailers that I've seen. These are just streamers that made a name for themselves streaming yeah. their own content. And now there's a yeah. network for them to actually now they're 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 streamers turned celebrities into this network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a network for stream like streamers. I, I think it's it's Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. <laughs> Right, I was thinking there are I'm a lot. Not, of I'm not trying to take any uh, credit away from them. Uh, I think what streamers do, um, and not you know pulling on our own strings here. I think what they do is uh, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and you know they they do a lot of research themselves. Uh, you just said it yourself, Jansen. We don't do much research ourselves, but no, um, um, I, I I give them a lot of credit. But this network, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, uh, I, I just I mean it's like watching Twitch on TV. Yeah, but they're they're building like it's it is watching like Twitch on well, it's funny, it's like watching Twitch, but their main their main audience is on Twitch. Like that's where they're you could literally go on right now, audience, and type Ven what is it called? Watch Ven and right now they have seven hundred and forty five people. So watching. I guess that's my question. What what is the need that they're filling? That if, I think if, that's if it's like if they're already if Twitch is already that venue what is it about this new network that's providing something that twitch and these streamers are not providing already i i i think they have to find that that's like i was mm-hmm. watching the download and i i thought it was good like the production quality and the sets and everything about it is it's pretty it's good to look at the people that they have on there are good at what they do um but like the download is essentially like a new show and there's there's there right now there's just nothing nothing that differentiates itself from any other new show that you yeah. can find on IGN. So like how what do they need to do to pull people away from their already like staples? Like I go to this place to watch all my headline news on games content, blah blah blah. Um right now they, they just have I, I don't know, it's only episode one. They just haven't found to me at the episode. I think they just need to find kind of like what what makes them different than everybody else. It might be the personalities. Maybe people love the personalities, um, and that that's what it is. It's because you want to listen to those people talk about the things. I just I just don't know. It's too too early in. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to be harsh on. It. I I think it's it's new. It's like I I commend them for doing it. Um, I just yeah, I'm just curious to see where it goes. Um, a lot of the shows. Um, I think we've gone through like some of them. We have trailers playing. Like nothing. There's not a ton that interests me. Um, I think maybe the most is the Dare Package show, where it's essentially like Fear Factory. 
and they have to do like challenges that are all like like eating bugs and stuff like that or and everything's uh, they're streaming their challenges right like they're all on 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 webcams just doing these challenges they're doing them from home from what i saw on that yeah they're channel. doing it from home obviously now they're doing it from home because i think a lot of it's shot live and so in this world they 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 do have people going in studio but they're not bringing in random guests and stuff like that like it's I, I think the goal would be to bring in people to do the challenges like live on air, mm -hmm. but then maybe not like, who knows, like maybe that was what they intended, but now you're going to see that you can do the same thing with people just doing remote in like, like doing it remotely. And like, why fly somebody out? Why, why spend the money when you could just do it remote? Um, uh, I, th I think this kind of opened up a lot of like areas that people are going to rethink on how they shoot and how they film uh, especially when it comes to like online when your main not like not like movies not like tv where um you have like shows but like for streamers and stuff like that like like we're doing this right now like i mm -hmm. can never see a world where if we ever got like people actually started watching us i love the people that are watching us thank you for watching us but if it ever like blew up or anything i don't see a world where we go into a studio like why would we need to go into a studio yeah yeah yeah, that's one thing that I don't get is, I, again, I think it's just another stepping stone for their streamers is they, they've they done what they've done, and now here's another opportunity for them to move up. And this is, you know, again, this is another stepping stone. They're moving up and they're trying something different. And that's pretty much what they've been doing their whole entire streaming career is they've tried something new because getting on stream, it's not easy to do. You know, you're, you're taking a risk and you're dedicating a lot of time, but they've experimented and they've done well. And they've gotten to this point where now they're experimenting some more and they're going to see how this does. But yeah, again, it's uh, the way I see it is just streamers moving on to the next big thing for themselves. So I, I love this. Let's hope they don't ruin it by reruns of American Ninja Warriors and cops. <laughs> We'll we'll get into G four because that's next. Yeah. But yeah, but Which, we're cheaters. Cheaters is my favorite. <laughs> you're you're not the only one that's low key hyped, by the way. Let me break. So yeah, um, but yeah. So going back to it, right now I'm gonna continue watching because I think like the first week is always the hardest, and mm -hmm. you start finding your footing as like even episodes like episode three is going to be different than episode one. And I think people are going to be more, com more comfortable, more natural. And we're going to really start seeing like how, what, what these shows will do and what more they can do in the next couple of weeks. Now, um, do you know I, if these shows uh, are scripted? Um, I imagine they probably are. See, that's I'm another thing because a lot of these streamers, they don't script their, their streams. They just go on live and they just interact with their audience or they just play games. So one thing that I have noticed um, just in the line of work that we've done, Chris, is a lot of these streamers, they kind of just, they're, they're better when they're, they're, when they're themselves, where they're not yeah. going by scripts. If you give them a script or you're, you're, you're telling them what to do or what to say, now they sound very robotic and it doesn't sound authentic and it starts to get boring and dry. So that's one reason why I would like to watch this just to see how well these streamers will transition into more of a network type um, production. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of them that I think came from, not all of them are streamers. Like some of them do streaming, but there's a lot that came from like other like online shows. Um, like for the download, um, there's people there that come from like Collider. Um, 
like Emma Fife was is one of their hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I work with um, Mr. X or Matt Morello, who's on the download too. And he does like broadcast. Um, like he comes from a broadcast side, broadcasting esports. Um, so I, it's not all streamers, but, okay. um, and there are people that are on different levels. Like people can reprompter. You will be able to tell which people can't reprompter because it is like a, so it's going to be interesting to see like some of these people taking out of their comfort zone. Um, uh, yeah. So that's, that's that one. Um, Speaking still going of on. You can watch comfort watch. zones. Yeah. What's that? Speaking of coming out of comfort zone, somebody else is coming out of comfort zone. G4 coming back. Oh, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> now thing. And speaking of, so you, so we launched, like Venn Network launches this week. Um, two weeks ago during Comic-Con, like G4 did their low key announcement. And I, I feel bad for Venn because it literally was more hype around that trailer for G4 than mm. all of them. Of that course. I've seen today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so G four got is coming back in some form. I don't know. What, I, I don't know what form it is. I think it's probably going to be on like the Peacock or something like that. Um, I don't dick. think it's going to be like a what's that? The dick. <laughs> That's, right. That's what so we decided long. on last week. We decided we're going to call no, it the you dick. Decided on that? No, the chat decided on that. Did they? Yes. I don't, I don't <laughs> Um, but I, I think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be like a, a Ven. I don't think they're coming back as like a 24 hour network. I think it's going to be like a series of shows. Oh my like God, a- please do. Um, well, what do you guys think? Are you guys excited about it? I am. I, if if, if they do it right, if they do it right and you're, they come back with just a series of shows, like you're saying, I hope they do it right because just focus on the shows that did well, because eventually it got to the point where I used to watch G4 when it was tech TV and I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, I enjoyed watching screensavers uh, before G4 took over and then you started getting attack of the show. Then you started getting X play. I enjoyed all the shows, but then eventually they went more of the MTV routes and they gave us cheaters. They gave us cops, you know, American Ninja warrior. That was fun for a while, but it got repetitive and boring. Um, But, I mean, but the, their, their problem is that they were a network, and so exactly. they had to program like so. That's what I'm saying. Twenty four seven, and that's also like then is like a network. They have to program twenty four seven, and you can't. It gets to a point where you just can't play like repeat episodes of the same shows. You need to put like different type of content on there. They just chose the wrong type of content. And that's like, why I'm saying that if they focus more on those shows that we did care about, I think they would do really well. The, are there any shows that you want to see come back from the old G four? Uh, I I was a big fan of X Play, I really was. Yep. So I would like to see that show come back. Um, Filter, I enjoyed Filter with Diane Mizora. I really enjoyed that show. I, I enjoyed the screensavers more than I did Attack of the Show. I don't know if I really want to see Attack of the Show come back, but there were times where I did enjoy watching that show because it was funny at times and they give you. There, it was very informative. Um, but I, I would be more interested in X Play. Yeah, I was going to say X-Play, and uh, I like screensavers as well. Um, Attack of the Show, I think, at most, like, I used to do back in the day when G4, like, ran, not ran Comic-Con, but my work for Comic-Con, G4 used to have their huge, huge presence on Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. We constantly had to do stuff with for Attack of the Show. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a, <laughs> I, I could care less if it comes back. 
I'm actually curious, like who they bring back if they bring back any of the original people, um, from the original G4. That'd be interesting. Uh, I would. Li- I, I kind of hope not. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'd be curious to see, like, if they bring back anybody. Anybody in the chat? Do you guys like any shows on G4? If if you had to bring somebody back from that network, one personality, who would it be? Me, Blair Butler. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was on. The I, I think it's, I just because she's like tied into the comic side of things, and I always thought that like her focus on comic books was back in the day. Like that was like the main reason mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the show. So, what about you? Sarah Underwood. No. Sarah Underwood. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, she was on. She was on G Four. Yeah, she yeah. was on Attack of the Show for a while. Oh, I didn't realize that. Attack of the Show. Yeah, no. Oh. Sarah Underwood. No, thank you. Um, uh, I would probably have to second that one, Jansen, because she was also a Chief fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, and she was really good mm. too. Yeah, she was really good at what she did. Um, I mean, personally, Sarah Underwood probably can't come back because she's like living in like tiny homes out in the woods doing photo shoots. I'm not, I'm not hating on Sarah Underwood. She is an absolute sweetheart, but I mean, she really, she was there. Yes. Adam, Adam Sessler. That's what I was going to say is Adam Sessler is one that I would like to bring back because it's not a popular opinion, but me personally, I like the guy because he's, he told it, he told you how, how it was. I mean, he, he spoke his mind and he gave you his opinion on stuff. He, from what I saw, he wasn't being bought off. You know, he always told you how he felt about a game. And if he didn't like something, he let you know. And I respect him because he's one of those guys that just never gave into things like, you know, final fantasy. He hates final fantasy. And he tells you why, and to the point where you're like, okay, you have a point. So somebody that can actually get me thinking twice about something that I personally love, it's like, hey, man, you got my respect. And I bought a lot of games because of his recommendations growing up. So I would like to see Adam Sester come back, definitely. I don't think he would, but that'd be awesome. I was going to say, I think I... Pretty sure I still follow him on Twitter, and I just remember him. He's very angry now, or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. He always has been angry. That's probably what I like, though, because he well, always has been angry. That's where, that's where not toting the line came from. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the establishment. Exactly. He kept it yeah. real. Exactly. He kept it real. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just curious to see what what they announce, like what's going to come from it. Um, if they bring back old shows, if they have new shows. Um, I'm curious to see how it affects, like, what type of programming and how, like, then interesting if you have two networks essentially doing the same thing. Um, I feel like G4 has the advantage because nostalgia and the backing of Comcast and Net- NBC, so the money behind it. Um, you keep pointing at something. Limit break. Limit break. Uh, yep. I got a second that Katamari Damacy was definitely a recommendation from X Play. I bought it because of, because of X Play. Another game that I bought because of X Play was Guitar Man, which is fucking excellent. So yes, bring back fucking X Play. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it is funny that you know Ven. I mean, they got overshadowed by. That small trailer, which at first, you, if you watch the trailer, you don't even know what the hell is going on. And then out of nowhere, that G4 comes up. Yeah. 
did anybody do the did anybody go to the website and play the ping pong game and get like four you have to hit it like four times and then you put your email and information in anybody do oh, that? i didn't no i didn't i didn't do that so i did that so i played ping pong i i got it it took me i think four tries and it's pretty funny they did like this like old school like commodore 64 look and it types out like oh sorry better next time then you lose again and it like start like you better hurry it up i don't have all day i'm running out of things to say <laughs> like constantly doing but then um i got an email and i i believe they're sending me a shirt because they asked for my shirt size and information Ooh. so i think i'm gonna get a g4 shirt it's gonna go along with my g4 shirt that i i still have in the bottom of my drawer I can't wear it anymore because it's like see-through, but I got it at Comic-Con back in like 2008 or 2009. Um, it's the comfiest shirt I've ever worn in my life. Really? I keep it around because it's just so like comfy. And I'm hoping that it's the same type of shirt because uh, super comfy. And I'm excited. I'm excited for my t-shirt. I'm hoping I get it. I think I have like a G4 sweater around here somewhere. I know Jinx made all their damn gear. <laughs> No, I have a G4 sweater too that has asteroids on it. It's like the asteroid sweater. Mm -hmm. I still have that. Yeah, that actually, I still wear that too. Yeah, good quality clothes. I'm very warm. I remember. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm one that's excited about G4. Uh, again, like I told them, a breaker, uh, Lico, uh, Leaky, uh, or Loki hyped. Um, I'm, it's not Loki. I'm I'm hyped for it. Yeah. See, let me break. Uh, you still have a G4 shirt. Yes. And is it comfy? Because that's why I kept it. It's so comfy. Like the material, it's just really great material. Like, yeah. It really changed the way I thought of like giveaway shirts at like conventions. Like that they're the gold standard for giveaway shirts. Nice. <laughs> mine mine probably doesn't fit the same either. <laughs> um but yeah, so Moving on from G4, we've covered gaming, we've covered um, uh, film, TV, all that stuff. One thing we haven't talked about in a, in a while is uh, comic books. We talked yeah. Comic-Con, but we didn't really talk comic books. And uh, Anthony, I know that <laughs> that we, we've had this discussion a couple times the last, like over the couple weeks, um, but you, this is this is when you're gonna see like Salty Anthony. Or oh. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's already stretching his face out. <laughs> yeah, we, we were oh, joking man. around. Uh, called Tony's Tantrums. <laughs> could be a... So what, do you, what do you got for us on the comic book? Could part? be a reoccurring segment. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting, really expecting, Caesar, do you have a graphic that would come up? <laughs> tantrums? I, oh, I, could, I could definitely have one of those. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. And if the chat loves it, again, it may be reoccurring. What do you, what do you got? What do you, what, what's your, I've been noticing this. Well, this trend has been happening for a while, but it's starting to get really disgusting. So, and also too, I found something out today was these variant covers for comic books. And also to the, the overuse of homage covers where they're using the same fucking covers <laughs> over and over and over again with it's just like really guys like how oh. like how many times do you need to see the superman holding over the car exactly like every, or, or every the, other, the spawn the, like the, hulk spawn spider-man yeah. every spider-man 300 how many times do we have to see that fucking cover it's like could you really 
which sucks because obviously part of it is because it sells. Otherwise, yeah. why would they do it? Yeah. There's the spec game too, where they think it's going to be hot. And, you know, it, it's just getting harder and harder because here's what happens a lot. Okay, you get the previews mag magazine, which is basically, it has all, it's two two months out. So you get the previews three book. Months. Is it two months or three? It's two months. So I like, for about like four times August, a year. September, October. No, it's it's every month. Because it's for the two months out. Two months. Oh yeah. Oh, it is every month. That's right. So you you yeah, get you get months. the previews yeah. every month, but it's it's always for scheduling two months out. So the one that came out for what was it last week? Whatever. But anyways, so you're two months out. So you're looking through the book, seeing maybe what comics that you want pre-order to look out for a lot of times these covers aren't even done so one yeah. you don't even know what the cover looks like yeah it's just like an image yeah it's, it's just a, like a generic like, like image stock, to yeah, be, to yeah, determined. Yeah. so are you going to pull the trigger on getting this issue even though like for example could be a favorite artist you know it's like okay i like this artist but even now like every artist like i don't like every single cover that they do yeah. Of, of artists that I really like. But then I'm tired of these these comics, like these like Batman was the perfect, like perfect example. The Batman Three Jokers. It's three books. Three yeah. books. But there's like what 27 covers. You have you have uh you have an A cover and a B cover, and then there's like three other covers. There's a one in 25, a one in 100. Yeah. And then they do that for every the, the next two. It's like, who, <laughs> why? I well, I, I think my problem is that it's, I mean, it's literally it's just a repeat of what happened in like the '90s when the comic industry collapsed and like spe- like it's grown a speculation market. I think, um, like drastically. Yes, that's the image that's showing up right now. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So it's the one in twenty-five. There's a black and white variant. And then there's a one in twenty one hundred. <laughs> now, are are you angry? I guess are you angry because you don't know it's covered to buy, or you're trying to find the one that's going to sell for the most money? Both. Oh. <laughs> because there are issues where it's like, if it's an issue that I'm going to like, I'd be interested in reading. It's also too like because I don't need twenty seven covers of the same yeah. book. So it's like, why am I going to buy twenty seven covers of something that? I want one copy to read and then I might want to keep because I, because I buy two for, I buy a lot on stuff that I like because I don't, I don't go hardcore in the speculation game because you'll just, you'll just burn out unless you're somebody that you're really into that. I just cannot do it. I don't have the mind for it. I kind of have grown as a collector where I just like what I like and I try to base it off of if the cover's cool, I might go for it. And if I have the chance to get it for a decent price, I might I might pick it up. Yeah. So I'm the it, same way. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it, it's like, so the thing is like, okay, if I want to buy this issue, do I buy issue? Like, do I buy this cover too? Or which cover do I really like out of, out of, out of all 21? Yeah. And then there's usually like multiple covers that I like. And then I'm like, oh, but I like that cover too. And that's really cool. And I, I, I don't want to buy, yeah, three. So what I, I normally do is if I like, if I'm going to buy a book anyways, I'll always buy the regular cover. Um, and then I'll buy whatever, like my favorite cover. 
um of whatever is being released um obviously like they get like the one in hundred retail variant goes like for like a a hundred bucks or something so I, i'm not i'm not buying those retail yeah variants. but um and, and i've been doing something similar too where like if the variant so you, they typically have at least the a and the b covers you have the regular cover and the your your base variant sometimes if the variant if i'm liking the variants i'll just get the b cover and then if there's a variant beyond that that i really like i'll get that one and then if there's one that seems to be hot maybe i'll pick that up or i sometimes i'll get the i'll just get a different variant just because I think it's cool and I think, okay, it might go somewhere. It might not. Yeah. I, I think we were, we were chatting. One thing that I, I don't like is like, it has to do with speculation on like books. Like yeah. I could be a collector and I could be reading like teen Titans. And then all of a sudden, um, like teen Titans 13, some random issue of teen Titans. Like I go to pick it up or order it because I'm like, Oh, it's my next up. And it's sold out or it's selling for like 30 bucks online because of the speculation game hit because we, we chatted like, because, Oh, someone makes a first appearance in it. Um, and that's also what I, I hate. I hate that they're like, yeah, I just hate the way that you just never know. Like, it's just so random nowadays. Like, well, you, and like, it sucks too, because again, with the previews, they won't spell out, oh, this is a first appearance of such and such issue or of or, or somebody, or this is a cameo. They won't even give you the synopsis. So you don't even know if that was a special key, a key issue until it's released because all of a sudden, because every all the distributors that got the books, they're able to look at it before it went on sale. Yep. And then there's a, such, such a small community where it's like, okay, X, you know, this person in a comic shop knows about it. And then they get their hands like it's just it's it's frustrating because it's too it's like a lot of times I don't have a lot of titles on my actual pull list because I only put the ones that are on my pull list that I'm actually reading. Yeah, I'm not buying I'm not throwing a bunch of titles on there like playing the speculation game because I think Venom number 25 is going to have the first appearance of a new character. It's because maybe I was starting to read Venom and I actually didn't like where it was going. So why am I going to keep spending money on a title that I'm not really enjoying? Um, and then it's just like these event issues too. It's like, like empires happening right now with Marvel. And I swear, not only do you have it, and the events are another issue, a whole other ball of wax as well, because like I'm tired of events, man. Like I'm tired of events that the key. And what is the tagline at the end of every fucking event? This is gonna change the face of Marvel Universe for ages. It's like, oh. I love that. Like, see, they're having said a word. I get them uh, when it comes to variants. I don't. I don't buy comics, but variants—they're uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, you guys already know how I feel about pops yep. uh, and the amount of variance on pop figures is ridiculous. I mean, one is enough, but Batman's a good example of how many different variants there are in a yeah. Batman pop figure. It's uh, a so, palette swap. That's yeah, all it is. And, and yeah, you get no, the same thing. You get the same thing in games as well. Like uh, you get different skins, 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 skins. So, you know, variants are, are everywhere right now, and it's annoying. Me personally, I'm one of those guys that would always prefer to buy a regular copy of a video game and not the limited edition 
you know, with the stature or whatever. For me, that's too much right there already. Yeah. You know, so I can't imagine the headaches that you guys go through when it comes to comics. And I'm glad I don't like pops because I see I have some friends who, oh, I got to buy this pop. Oh, but there's a variant that you can only get at Hot Topic or at Walgreens. So not only is it a variant, uh, a different version of the one that you already have, but now it's so much harder to get because you don't you can only get it at one yeah. specific location. Yeah, and then everybody else is looking for that specific exactly. location. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then you, and not only you got people... your price gougers that go and buy this stuff yeah. just to throw it up online and screw those collectors over. So me personally, I'm not a fan of variants. I can't stand them. I just just give me my regular copy of whatever I'm looking for, and I'm happy. No, I agree. The thing that they announced, um, I just saw today, some uh, a shop was twenty. So Batman ten uh, one thousand twenty seven is coming out i think in october no september and one shop was saying 27 variants jesus christ i'm like who's got the fucking shelf what retailer has a shelf space for 27 fucking variants i i think they also screw retailers too because retailers are like you have to buy a certain amount of copies in order to get like that one in 100 like I have to buy a hundred copies of this comic. I'm only going to sell like 20 of them, but I really want to get this cover because I'm yep. hoping to make up the money that I like. I'm actually curious, like how the numbers work because you're basing it off of like, I want to get like normally for like a collector's purpose, I guess like a lot of retailers are collectors. So they want to get that hundred so they can get that one collector's issue. But some people do it because they want to try to sell that, that issue. And I'm curious, like what the difference would be, like, do they make that money back by by selling that one in hundred, but knowing that they're gonna lose, they're not gonna sell like seventy, like seventy five percent of the books that they bought in order to get that. Um, I'm actually yeah. curious about that, and I'm also curious. Like, I also think like I think re- retailers are the worst when it comes to like price gouging and stuff, is because they hold back like comic books, knowing like they know ahead of time what's gonna what's what's hot and what like they 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 are in it so they know which comics are going to be hot and then like they they hold those comics back and just to turn around and like sell them online on like ebay or something where they can get like five hundred dollars like the the momoko we discussed last week with the the comic-con exclusive um or uh yusagi ojimbo like i guarantee um, over 50 percent of those comics went to retailers like, because Diamond, like, IDW is not going to screw retailers out of an exclusive. Like, they're always the first ones at Comic-Con to get the exclusive because they're there before the show floor opens. So they, retailers go to the booth and they purchase the comics or they purchase, like, a quantity, like, a limited mm-hmm. amount of quantity. And then they're the ones that are probably turning around and flipping that shit for, like, 500 yeah. bucks. Either online. in the store or online, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's just, yeah, it's. It's terrible. But then also it goes back to the point too. It's like who needs fucking twenty-seven variants mm-hmm. of the same book? It's and like it, it, there's nothing different in the issue than the cover. But and the thing is, yeah, and I also hate that it's like these covers. Like you'd think, like oh, that means twenty-seven artists like got paid. But a lot of these covers are covers that it's like artwork that's been sitting for years. Like it could be a cover that. um like I'll bring J. Scott Campbell up for example. We we were chatting about him. Like he might have done this Marvel cover eight years ago for Uncanny yeah. X Men, 
and they just gonna slap Uncanny X Men one whatever number they're on, and it's a, a eight year old cover that's just been sitting in yeah. like the works because they paid at one point they paid J Scott Campbell or some artist like a certain amount of money to produce a certain amount of covers that they're just gonna sit on and then they release and so that's why they can release like. 27 variant covers for batman because every artist that they've ever worked with has done a batman cover or done multiple batman yeah. covers for them and they could just like pop it on and hope to sell more copies of the comic book um which is crazy because obviously they they it has they have to be making money off of it because again why would they keep doing it if, you, if you're doing that many variants you, you you have to be making money on it and then even goes back to then like why are these collectors, so many collectors are buying that many books? Like, I can't buy that many books. I mean, I, I can't buy that many books. I, I don't even have room for that many books. I'm already, I'm already at my, like... <laughs> if, I could, if, if, if I could take my camera off, you guys will see, like, I literally have, there's like stacks of comics behind and nice. stuff like that. Nice, got a Deadpool there, that J, uh, Joe Matarera. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, you gonna get that graded? Uh... Or is it, it actually is a pretty decent. I think it's probably like um nine four. Yeah, it's probably in the nines. Definitely in the nines. It's hard to find that one because that is a cover that you find a lot with the, the spine ticks. Because it's yeah, like actually that. this does not have spine tick. It's mm. just the back. I think there's something Scuffing. I don't remember correctly on the back. There's like um uh marks. Not show marks, but Jensen, like show it off. No, I'm just gonna so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll show yeah, it. It's, it's, one. Yeah, it's on my 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 pile to show, like give to you. Um, if people don't know this, so Anthony and I, we we do sell comics. Um, but uh, Anthony's kind of like the go-to. I go to him with my books because he's better at grading and like telling me what if it's worth getting graded or not. Um, slab, yeah. Yeah, getting slab. But I I find that I'm finding myself less likely to get comic slab now. Because um, I just don't want to go through the hassle, unless it's something that's going to get me a serious amount of money. I'm just yeah. not going to go through the hassle of getting a slab. Um, now we're totally off track. Oh, see, so yeah, let we, me break. We've lost our, all our viewers. You have that. <laughs> yeah, the comic too. Yeah, I was literally like I was saying that I have um, at least 53 boxes of comic books that are surrounding me that you don't see right here. They're all around me. They're underneath me. They're underneath the desk, and I've been just going through them and. That's why I always have piles of comics behind me is because those are like the next box of comics that I'm going through. And I'm scanning every single comic book into mm. my computer. Yeah, no, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, anyhow. it's going to be uh, really nice once you're all done with it. Yeah, well, I've scanned uh, roughly 500 comics so far. And are you even halfway through? Jeez. I have like, I think the last time I have like seven thousand comics. <laughs> oh my god! Here. Yeah, that's not including stuff that uh, like there might be other places. I oh, do remember. I do remember going to those uh, comic book Wednesdays uh, all together as oh, a group, man. and you always walked away with stacks, stacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to, I mean, I used to spend on average between like $50 to $100 a week on comic books. And that is with a 35% discount at Comic Bug. They used to give me a discount um, because I would buy so much. 35% off and I'd still spend $50 to $100 in comic books. Yeah, yeah. you would read none of them. <laughs> yeah, I'd read none of them. I think I've discussed this. Like what would happen is I would get so far behind, I'd have short boxes and... 
when I filled up a short box and I got the next one, I would like go through and be like, oh, you know what? They're probably already on the next story arc for Amazing Spider-Man. So I don't need to read it. So I just take the short Jeez. box and, and put it away. I probably have a thousand to fifteen hundred comics that I've never read in my collection. So let me just get this straight. You buy games and you don't finish them. You read comics and you don't read them. <laughs> so true. You know, if if you had all this money that you spent, you would be a rich, rich, rich man. Oh man, yeah. Uh, uh. You would have your comic book shop. I would have my comic book shop. No. Um, well, no, you're right. That's that's actually a good bring up. I I highly. Well, you're not spending much on comics anymore, right? (laughs) Oh God, never mind. Now it's just shifted online. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bidding on a lot of comics. I just purchased the first appearance of the Prowler, Amazing Spider-Man, number eight ninety. I can't remember eighty nine ninety. Uh, very fine plus, good looking copy of it. I just purchased it. <laughs> Do you have any of these comic books like framed? Anything on display, or are they all in short boxes? They're all in short boxes. Wow! Yeah. So you have nothing that's worthy of just being framed and just being displayed? No, I have some books that I actually are like uh, some CGC stuff that I won't um, that I pro- probably will never sell. That I'll eventually frame them. Okay, but I just don't have like space to frame anything um and tasha doesn't really want like comic book <laughs> frames around the house <laughs> um oh, all, right. all right guys we're, we we got are, we, are you done talking comics <laughs> yeah is that your tantrum no. for today well, but that's also <laughs> yeah but that's also too why i don't have a lot of titles on my pull list because i know that i i i want to read what i buy and even the stuff that I end up selling, I usually always read it. Like there's there's no comic that comes into my place where I don't at least read it, even if I ultimately get rid of it or flip it. Um, or for my personal collection, I, I like to read it. So if I have too many titles, I just, I can't keep up yeah. with uh, reading them. So I, I usually try to keep my pull list very concise on stuff that I really, really want to read. Limit break, you have a spawn one framed. Nice. That actually is uh, the price value is going up on that one. Um, uh, it, it's interesting. Spawn One's like an interesting book because they sold like so many like yeah. copies of it. Um, so there's never really been like a huge like collector's market for Spawn because it was so like everywhere. Like so many. I mean, back in the day, like when comics would sell, like you're talking millions. Like what is it? Like X Men One sold like two, three million copies yeah. of it or something. Yeah, like Spawn millions now you're looking at quantities in like forty thousand, fifty thousand. average is like twenty thousand comics sold of like a lot of these indie titles marvel dc are up in like the hundred thousand range on some of their mm. bigger books um so spawn one is actually going up in price now so because like the spawn movie is uh like in talks mcfarland like yeah he's been been talking a lot um i have spawn one too i do not mm. a pretty version though not not frameworthy. Um I do have stuff signed by Stan Lee too. There you go. I think if you worked at Withered, everybody had something signed by I think I, I think my mom has something signed by Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I love the man. You know, we all we all miss him. But yeah, he was he just he 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 signed. <laughs> yeah, man, he's fine, like. 
It's like a, a young boy, man. See, Limit Break bringing out old image, launch of image, man. Young blood, spawn. What else launched with it? Um, oh, geez, now I'm totally blanking. Saddle Dragon, Wildcats, Wildcats, yeah, yeah, old school. Mm-hmm. Yep, all making a comeback again. Like all these books, Savage Dragon still going on, Spawn still going strong. It's on like issue three something, three hundred and something. Um, so cool. Um, to wrap this show up. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this show has been uh. We didn't really have necessarily, I'm going to say we didn't really have a topic we want to discuss. We were just like looking at news and just more of just chatting. And so thank you guys for tuning in to hearing us chat, especially on a Wednesday, because um, I know we did move. We'll be back to our normal time next week on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., but we did move to Wednesday. So thank you for finding us and tuning in. Um, So as usual, we're going to end the podcast with what we're watching, playing, um, reading. So Caesar, you're up. What's your soapbox? What are you watching? Oh, well, reading? First. Yeah, I'm just gonna switch um, it up. Well, I'm not watching anything right now because I'm playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, so, nice. yeah, oh so that means you nuts. you finished Last of Us Part Two. I finished The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, and not many people will agree with me, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Why wasn't this your topic this week? I don't know. Uh, I. Maybe we could talk about it next week. I don't think it's a uh, topic worthy. Um, oh, but when you finish the game. Like you should get like a gold star when you finish the game. Because, well, yeah, give me a gold star, Jensen. <laughs> no, coming, I'm actually coming from the guy that doesn't <laughs> finish in any my games. Mind, <laughs> in my mind, I was thinking like, you know, what? we should actually do that. Like every time someone gets like finishes something or completes something, they get like a little cheers. Like do like something. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do some fanfare on here. Fair, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? The game was good. Um, it got to a point where I was questioning why they were taking us down this path. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil the game. I know Limit Break has finished the game. Um, but yeah, it, you don't get that emotion that you get in the first game where Joe lost his daughter and then he kind of takes Ellie in. And you start to see that relationship build up as you're playing the game. You know, so you don't get any of that. You don't get any of that story. You're kind of more getting an update on where they're at in The Last of Us 2 and where the world kind of stands with this outbreak, how everyone's trying to survive and live in this world. So you're getting more of an update, but that's the way they piece the game. That's the way they piece the story. They piece it. It's very kind. It's kind of very uh, Tarantino-like, where it's all over the place. But at the end of the game, everything comes together nice. And you are questioning a lot of it. You are wondering why you're doing this. There was a point where I was like, "Man, they're just stretching this." You know, they're just trying to give you more gameplay where you don't need it. But when the game finally ended, I was like, holy shit, I'm so glad I was so invested in this game. Because it even got to the point where you're playing as Ellie. And keep in mind, you played as Ellie in the first game all the way through. So you have that tie, you have that emotion in a character like Ellie. But in The Last of Us 2, the game actually takes you to the point where you're actually rooting against her. And I really enjoyed that about the game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's 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 that good. So I definitely approve. I'm glad I finished the game and I'm glad they took me on this ride, which to talk about the HBO thing, I know they're bringing the, the, the game, they're, they're making a show out of it in HBO. I don't think they can translate what they did in The Last of Us 2 
I don't think they can translate everything they did to us emotionally into a TV show. You got to actually really be invested and play these characters. They can't do that on a TV show, I don't think, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I finished that. But what I'm playing right now is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, not very popular opinion. Bill might not be uh, very happy with what I have to say, but what I have to say about the game is I'm liking it. But it's another typical open world game where you're just kind of going through the motions, uh, very repetitive. Uh, you know, the battle uh, system is really cool, but after you've done it 20 times, it starts to get boring. You I was know, actually curious because everybody was like raving about it. And I was more of like interested if people just kind of just were substituting the fact that it's just so beautiful. Like it's, it's beautiful to look at. Definitely. Like, and probably to play it, it's just like beautiful, like like graphics and everything, the way things look. That if that was kind of influences, like influencing people's like decisions on whether the game was like as good as it actually is, because it just looks so pretty. I, I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, I do want to play it, but I'll never finish it. But it's it, it's a fun <laughs> game. Like I said, it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. I'm still enjoying it, but it's nothing like I was really eager to get back to The Last of Us. Like yeah. whenever we would end our show. I'm going. I'm. I'm getting on the game. Mm. I'm excited. I don't feel like that for Ghost of Tsushima mm. because of that. Because me personally, I'm not. A, I'm not the biggest fan of open world games because that's a scene. That seems to be the the. It's cookie cutter, you know. Where here's another open world game. Do all the side missions, but they get repetitive. You know. Oh, these random guys, these random goons are coming around, and I might as well fight them, and it gets repetitive. It's the same thing over and over again. They have this bird, uh, this golden eagle or this bird that randomly just starts to fly and you're supposed to follow it because it takes you to secrets. And it comes up so often that you're like, okay, at this point, what are these secrets? So at the game, I'm still going to give it some more time. Uh, I'll tell you more about it next week, but that's what I'm playing right now. But I do want to touch on something that I haven't touched on in a while. And it's something that I watched in the past. And Chris, you finally watched it. It's on Netflix. It's um, The Floor is Lava. <laughs> if you haven't watched The Floor is Lava, that's uh, that's something that I was really hooked on. I mean, I binge watched the shit out of this show. It's addictive. It's fun to watch. It's ridiculous. As you can see on the trailer, it's we we should do a whole episode on a floor is lava because my son is obsessed with that so and literally cool. turned our living room into a floor is lava. Um, and it's just like... Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's that game we used to play as kids where you just couldn't touch the floor because the floor was lava. You're jumping from couch to couch or on your your table, your your bookshelves. Um, but yeah, the, the it's a game show where you got to get from point A to point B Without touching the lava, otherwise you're dead, basically. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's a, it's a fun it's show. Such a simple uh, concept. It's yeah. crazy that it took this long to make. Like that somebody didn't. Like this is the type of show that Ben should put on. Yes. <laughs> the, the, this is the type of show that I do expect, like G four to have or Ben. Yeah, yes, like this definitely. is like a G four. Like this is like it's it's live action, obviously, but um, I like like, but I I think these are the type of shows where it's like game focused. But something that like more pop culture that people everybody loves it like everybody played floor is lava and the characters are funny they're just ridiculous it's silly, it's silly so yeah i would love to get us three on there we should do an episode oh of i'm down i am again. down and i know where it's yeah. uh 
it's being filmed at the old Ikea in Burbank. So Nice. All right. We're going to have to go stock it and submit. <laughs> All right. Anthony, what are you reading, watching, or playing? Um, I'm reading, actually, I'd forgotten I'd had this, but it was uh, Fatal, Ed Brubaker. Oh, Ed Brubaker, yeah. Sean Phillips. Um, very. Brubaker just is, he does this, the crime noir just really really well but it's also got a little bit of mystery supernatural horror elements in it very i don't know why i never read the entire series um so i've been reading that that's been kind of interesting i've been noticing too that i don't have a lot of patience anymore for like certain comic stories that i'm not into if i start reading like one or two issues and i'm just not feeling it i just I kind of check out very quickly. Yeah. There's these titles that I, I've noticed that I'll, I'll start paying attention. I'm actually reading through it, kind of taking in the art and the visuals. And those are pretty, pretty special and interesting. Nice. You watch anything? Uh, no, not really. I'm not really, yeah, I'm not really watching anything. Uh, Still doing I your playthroughs? Of uh, what are you read Zelda? You were doing what? Was, what were the other playthroughs that you were doing? I haven't really done any playthroughs recently. I think it's still just playing Tetris, and then yeah, there haven't really been any Tetris games. Connect right. Yeah, That's ready for that Series X. Yeah, I read a lot of comics. It's it's really fascinating. I fin- just finished uh, Snoopy, nice. Beagle of oh, Mars. Nice. Um, I did Nailbiter. Oh, this one was interesting. I picked this up a little bit ago. Planetary Batman. Oh, oh, I never actually Ooh, read that's that. That's a nice cover. A very Cassidy, um, Cassidy cover, right? Is that? Yeah. yeah. Very, very trippy one. Yeah, very. Which kind of is a bummer yeah. too. Is one. I know. Was about to say. <laughs> Fuck, You're supporting a. <laughs> I'd gotten it right. I'd gotten before the news just dropped. Or when it started coming out. Yeah. And then this was a recent, the Cuphead. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's so I've just been reading a lot of comics. That's cool. I haven't really been watching much. I'm surprised. Did you hear about the, the Vampire Masquerade comic that just came out this week? Yep, yep. I ordered it. It's nice. coming. I ordered all of the <laughs> variant covers. never going to read it. <laughs> I will read it. I've actually started reading a lot of comics. And that I'll, when Anthony's done, I'll, I'll touch base on what I'm reading. Um, are you done, Anthony? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not watching anything, really. That's just been reading a lot. All right. Well, um, you guys know that I'm not playing anything. So. <laughs> or reading anything. <laughs> that. I am reading stuff. <laughs> so um, comic-wise, um, I picked up Firepower, which is Robert Kirkman's oh. new book with Chris Samney. I picked up the prelude graphic novel, which actually I think is like really cool that they released the graphic novel before they went into the series. Um, so I read the graphic novel. I haven't read. Um, I have issue one. Maybe actually, I don't think I have issue one and two. I have the free comic book day issue one. Mm. I don't know if it's the full version, um, but that, I, I I dig. I love Chris Samney's art, um, and the storyline is uh, like monks and essentially like almost like a yeah, it's just a guy that goes and finds this like Buddhist temple to get trained, um, and then he's slowly discovering his past and where his like parents came from and stuff like that. Um, but it's good. So I read that. Um, I've been like continuing my X-Men reading, which is still really hard. I'm only through issue three of Uncanny X-Men. 
It's just taking me so long to read. Like I literally will start reading it before I go to bed and get like a couple pages in and just go to sleep. Yeah. Because it's just so, so dense. dense. Like I, so how did dense. they write so much? Yeah, it was like they 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 wrote everything that would uh, everything going on in people's heads. So yeah, I, it's actually maybe this is a topic that we can get on another time. Um, I listened to a Marv Wolfman on a panel once, and he was talking about the way they used to write comics, and it just made a lot of sense because I started thinking about like back in the day, like people were buying comics mostly for like the store, like not not necessarily the art. Mm. So it was very like story heavy. So you had like, if you look at like, like Marv Wolfman, if you read like a lot of his Tome of like Dracula stuff, just like, there's really no reason why he has to be doing thought bubbles on what's going through Dracula's mind when he, when you could visually show what's going like, or like visually like kind of represent like some of the stuff that's going through his line. Like, hmm, I wonder what's going on in that window. Why do you have to like put that in a word bubble when you can show him looking at a window and the way like artists do art like how how people can draw focus to yeah. certain things now um and i think that that like back then it was just so heavy on like dialogue that it just made everything so dense and it's really really hard to read it's part of the reason why i don't like um like i didn't like Watchmen because i just thought it was just so dense and like alan moore you could praise him whatever but his Watchmen just like it just bored me like it's this is boring. I'm glad they made the sh- the TV series because the movie was trash, and I'm glad they did the TV series because the TV series like redeemed Watchmen for me. <laughs> but so yeah, anyways, so I'm reading. Um, I read Firepower. I've been doing the Uncanny X-Men. Um, what I'm watching is not geek related, but uh, we started watching Yellowstone. That mm. uh, Kevin Costner, uh, cowboy like Montana ranch owner, TV series. And if you haven't watched it, you should watch it because it's like to me, it's like Game of Thrones, like Cowboy Game of Thrones. Is it's like everything, like it's very much set up. Like if you imagine like the Game of Thrones world, like the intrigue and family, like fighting each other, and like everybody's like battling people. It's like enemies on all sides, and people are trying to like take control of like Montana, essentially. Um, <laughs> But it's just like the same type of storyline that you see in like Game of Thrones is what you see in Yellowstone, but it's all like cowboys. Um, and even like I, you're, we were showing the, the intro to it. If you watch the intro, like the music and the the way the visuals of the intro is so Game of Thrones esque to me as well. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it or if you guys listen to it. Um, I've but, heard about it. I just I haven't I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I, I we're hooked on it. We watched season one um, on the the peacock, or as Caesar calls it, I'm not gonna call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so we we just started season two. We're three episodes in, and they I think they just, they're doing season three now. But it actually just became the most high like the highest rated uh, TV series in like the really? demographic, like 18 to 49, um, on cable television with like 6.9 million people in that demographic. Huh. So it's not just me. Like my like people are watching it because it's, it's fascinating. It's really, really cool. It's a good show. I highly recommend it. And if you don't think like you'd like Cowboys, we we're talking about Unforgiven, like Unforgiven was released in movie theaters. It's like Cowboys are cool. Modern yeah. Cowboys and ranch owners are cool too. Unforgiven. Uh, <laughs> Tombstone. Yeah. Come Tombstone. Young, like, guns. Yeah, yeah. Young guns. Like there's so many good things. Young yeah. guns. And 
it's yeah it's so i highly recommend yellowstone if you haven't if you get a chance to watch it so okay that's it that's what i got and that's what we got guys Sweet. we're done we did another episode <laughs> on a wednesday it does feel weird being on a wednesday I'm it does lie. i'm not gonna lie yeah it, it's, it's like a different atmosphere a different tone i blame you caesar 100 <laughs> i'm not even gonna fight that i'll take it um, but uh thank you everybody for tuning in um we'll be back next week in a normal time tuesdays um what are we tuesdays, doing next week what are we talking about next week i i think on our list we only had one thing on our list and it was tv themes right is that yes. is that it all right so we're discussing tv themes next week over childhood the best tv themes from our childhood yes um so that's what we're discussing so that's it that's all we got bye limit break thanks for tuning in appreciate thanks, it limit break. yeah appreciate it man and we're back give, next tuesday he, he's Normal giving time. he's giving the story of the last of us a five out of ten i gotta give it more i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Ooh, that's pretty yeah. high like i said yeah. at the end it just came together there you go all right, well, that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, please check out our socials, uh, Rediscover Geek everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Um, all our individual socials can be found like on this screen somewhere. <laughs> somewhere down down here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Oh, should we? Don't forget to rediscover. Oh, Jesus. Oh, rediscover. Yeah. <laughs> your geek. Your geek. Your geek. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs>